0: caution learning in progress Hello everybody and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Smarter Every Season. This is the spring update style of Smarter Every Season and Hans. Today's the last one. It is the last one. Yeah.
1: Not because guys aren't are done planting but more so because we've reached the point that most of the issues we've covered are, are pretty—we've covered most of our issues at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're seeing a drop in call volume, and we don't—you know, I don't want to— as we've kind of talked about, I don't want th- to seclude everybody. My statements here are very general, and they don't include everybody. I know that we are still taking calls from guys in the field, um, but I think we're starting to see the uh, the downward trend yeah. here. Yep. So um, I know that everyone is, is busy, and so I think what that means is we don't— uh, we don't
1: need to keep pinging you with our updates and we what we're seeing. We don't want to take your time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> you have better things to loot to do than to listen to me and Tyler yak over, yak for a while. So. <laughs> that's right. But we do have a couple
0: things that we think will be we helpful, do. kind of going into the next phases. So we're starting yep. to see more phone calls around, uh, like specialty crops, uh, seed corn planters. Um, yes. Maybe even a little bit. I'm predicting here coming soon we'll get into side dress phone calls. I think so. That's where we're headed.
1: We're we're close to that point.
0: Yep. So we've got a, what we think are a couple of helpful tips to pass on along there. Hans, let's start with like a, a seed corn guy or a seed corn planter. I'm thinking about like the guy here to use an example of I have a spike bar or I, I have a 40-foot bar, but it's only got four row units on it. This is how I plant my male rows. The row
1: spacing is 120 inches.
0: Yes, and then I'm going to come along with a different bar and do the female yep. rows, right? Yep. So what I want to ask you here is, in that instance, how do I set up effective row spacing? What does that mean, and what do I do with it?
1: Yeah, so the effective row spacing or control row spacing, depending on which one you're looking at, Gen 3 calls it controlled uh, row spacing in newer software. The older ones, call it, Gen 2, calls it effective row spacing. Um, what it is is actually you're predefining what's the the control row spacing for that system so when we can talk about v drive or row flow and we say we want to plant 32,000 okay so we want to plant a 32,000 in a 30 inch row that's what we're asking for which would be six inch seed spacing is but roughly that's uh, about seven seed spacing I think it's six and a half on 32,000 so if you said it's a 30 inch row we'll try and drop a seat every six and six and a half inches If you tell it it's a 60-inch row, we're going to cut that in half. We're going to try and drop a seed every three and hit three inches. If you tell me it's 120-inch, we're going to try and put them basically on top of each other. Um, So the the effective row spacing or the controlled row spacing is basically do you want to plant? Like I know the rows are are actually physically 120 inches apart. Do you want to plant like they're 120 inches apart? Or do you want to plant like they're 30 inches apart and control to basically a 30-inch row? What's the – I want a 30,000 population within a 30-inch row or – across the board.
0: I want a 30-inch, I want it spaced like 30 inches, or I am a plant yes. like a 30-inch row means I want that 6 to 7-inch spacing. Correct. Yep. If you're going to, if you're doing effective row spacing of 120 inches, like you said, I'm going to have seeds like... On top of the ground. Basically, I have to find a way to fit 32,000 seeds in Each this zoomer. acre with only four row units. Correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. we're going to try and pack it in. We're going to try yeah. and pack it in. Yep. So Perfect.
1: That's the that's the idea behind control spacing. It's what you're actually trying to control the row to. So, um, just a word of caution on that to be be cognizant of that you start changing the actual row space. And a lot of times we'll actually jump. If you tell it it's a 120 inch planter, control spacing is going to go to that 120, unless you go in and mainly set that back to 30 inch or whatever you want it to be.
0: And some guys do want. There are some specialty crops that I think you do, you do want. want 120. It's more about the spacing. population
1: than yep. it is about the spacing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And there are so especially if you get into stuff like pumpkins where they're actually yes. running a 60 inch row or 120, 90 inch row. And they truly want it to control as if it is in that population. That's exactly where I was thinking too. Yep. yep. Okay. Um,
0: as we start to see crops emerge, specifically like corn emerge, Yep. I think it, it is good or we thought it'd be good if, Hans, you kind of go over some emergence basics or troubleshooting basics there.
1: Yeah. It's just it's one of those things where um, a couple of years ago we did a emergence class uh, at training. Um, and just a reminder, some of those things of what we – you remember when you're when you get that phone call and stuff's coming out of the ground? He's like, "Hey, I don't. This doesn't look quite right, or I'm missing this. There's the emergence doesn't look phenomenal." Um, just a couple of things to remember. Go back to how you you understand how the corn, corn plant grows. Um, my recommendation is if you go out, if you go out that field, um, take your pogo stick with you if you want to and try and do it, or just take your iPad app that's got pogo on it to do emergence testing and see you. are you getting late emergers. Um, are you getting misplaced seeds? If it's misplaced seeds, is it directional? Does it look like they're, um, something's in this, in the, in the meter? If it's emergence issues, um, dig the plant up. Why is that seed late coming up? Um, some of the, the conditions we got in, got a plant in around here anyway was really cold. Um, so you might see some seed chilling or our plants are starting to curl over and they, they made a couple of, you can see this when you dig that, that corn up. Um, or was it a no germ? If you're missing a plant, was it just a true no germ? It got in there and never had, um, and the the, the seeds there just never germinated. Um, I've seen a little bit of dried, dry dirt as well. Um, issues around here where we're seeing just driving around the countryside, I'm seeing some corn got planted in dry dirt. It didn't come until it got a rain. So, um... So those are just kind of, I of mean, the cool, the, the the quick things is don't be afraid to go out and start digging in them and, and see what you're looking for. If it's a later merger, again, um, there's a whole host of things that can cause a later merger, but look for residue in the furrow, look for shallow planted seeds, like find out how long the, um, the muscle coddle is, so find out what your, what your distance is on that before it comes up and see what your, your distance is from the root to the top of the ground. So, um. Those are just general, some general things to look for that, that I like to see and what's the, what's the length between, between that. So.
0: We probably should have put this with the first bullet point, but I would also say this is the time of year that because of some specialty crops, I tend to use the seeding calculators on the cloud mm-hmm. very frequently. I'll take this one, Hans, and just let everybody know uh, under the support tab where you would find like product resources, 2020 downloads, research pogo, things of that nature uh, is also a tab for product calculators. This is where you can see how fast a V-Drive would be turning, Um, what your average seed spacing should be. Uh, Like if if somebody only knows, hey, this is the spacing that I want, but I don't know my pop, we can use those calculators and work backwards backwards. and figure out what the population should be. The product calculators are really handy, too, because a lot of times you'll get specialty crops that are at a very low population. Guys want to know, well, can Can the V-Drive even handle it? Yep. Give me your pl- plug in your row spacing here. Plug in the disc
1: that you're using. Um, plug Use in the speed that you're gonna run, and we'll we'll give you an RPM of what the V drive is, and yep. it'll let you know what that. And may that may be.
0: require. That doesn't mean it's a no. It may just require you to plug some holes. Yep. On a disc. Yep. Uh, but. I think all that to say this is a time of year where I probably move that, use that, that calculator. custom
1: that custom disc gets used a lot yeah. this time of year <laughs> that we built a couple years ago. That's so right. Make sure if, if you are not aware there is a custom C disc that you can it's basically just a blank and it's got all the presets for you, you can just drill your own hole size yep. or in number of holes that you want. Yep.
0: Um, Hans what are side dress mapping expectations? So what I mean when I say that is I know that the Gen 2 and the Gen 3 will control the apply base A, you know, flex just fine. What are the expectations around mapping that data and getting it to field view? Yeah,
1: so uh, we'll start with Gen 2 because that's a little bit, um, that's been around a little bit longer. But Gen 2, Gen 2 will control everything just fine as far as its ability to run the system. Um, It will not create a actual mappable data layer. Um, If you try to export data out of that Gen 2 and take it to third-party software, there is no file there that's that is movable to another display or to another system if you plug field view into a gen 2 you will get a live map on field view as you're run across a field that's just a live map there's no actual data transferred with that if you delete the field if you rebuild the map um, it will not bring that map that map player is gone it will not sync that data up to field view what uh, cloud or up to the to the cloud um, so Gen 2 Side Dress. You get a live map, no actual data layers that you can view in any other system. It's just a live map, and it's just a product application, applied rate. Gen 3. Gen 3 does not map in FieldView, but it does create a .2020 file that is easily usable in any other mapping software. You can data inbox that into FieldView and it will give you a map in FieldView. Then at that point, that you could sync back down to your iPad. I think um, that's the best way to say it. Is the expectation here is
0: with a yes. Gen three, this data is the inbox.
1: expectations of, that you want to do is that it will be data data inbox yeah. to get data into FieldView from a Gen three. That map layer is usable in any other third party system that can read it um, on a Gen three. A Gen two, you can get a live map, but that's the only map you're going to get. There is yeah. no other mapping software that will read that. So that just a level set expectations. This is the the best path forward for guys that are running um, side dress. Yep. So,
0: very good, Hans. Thank you very much for being a part of uh, these kind of spring update style podcasts for the last six or seven weeks. Yeah, I think these have been very helpful. We've continued to get good feedback on these, and guys appreciate them. So, uh, I think we're doing something right here. I hope so.
1: Thank you for think, dedicating the time you have oh, to it. This is a, this is a fun this is a fun day of the week when I get to come on and we just yeah. talk through some of the fun stuff. So I've we, enjoyed. Taking we the time enjoy.
0: Yeah, we enjoy passing along what we think will will be helpful yep yeah so with that um if there's anybody out there that is really just getting a start and it's kind of like why in the world are these guys now talking about side dress and and seed corn planting and things like that w- we do acknowledge there are some folks that are maybe just getting a good start um listen the previous six or seven weeks of what we've done i still contend are very applicable very to up- this to, to, to today. yep Yep. Uh, So if you're depending on where you're at in the season, you can go back and listen to the episodes from (laughs) mid-April up until today as you progress through your season. And I I, I think that I hope that they will help. Yep. Um, The other thing that I'll say, too, for the uh, for the podcast team, Hans, is we will kind of be balancing over the next two to three weeks when we go back to our regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) I don't know if that's two weeks out or three weeks out. Um I'm hoping early June we can start to get back to our regular episodes. But at the same time, we do want to balance the fact that we do still have people Planning. calling in, and we want to make those guys and gals guys a priority. Are, you
1: are, those of you that are calling in, you are still our priority. Yeah. So, yeah. so we just make sure that we prioritize you guys coming in as well, uh, on the phones. Exactly. Just know we're coming back with the regularly
0: scheduled episodes soon, but give us some grace as that might be a couple weeks as we uh, just kind of try and, and use our best judgment here coming down the, the home stretch of spring. So. Uh, we'll, uh, it it won't be long. It won't be long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but that's kind of the plan going forward there. So, uh, on behalf, behalf of myself and Hans Stetsman, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you for everyone out there for all the hard work you've put in this spring. And we look forward to, uh, to hearing from you again soon.